The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. A lot of you are ticked off and wondering, okay, how do we make change? So, um, you know that the sentencing of former Edmonton lawyer Shane Stevenson on the charge of impaired driving causing death. Well, you know, we're, we're hearing debate again around what should be and what is handed down in cases like this. Uh, he was charged after a crash in April of 2018 that killed 16-year-old Chloe Wichar. Uh, she was in the crosswalk at Kingsway Avenue and Tower Road when she was hit by a pickup truck that fled the scene EMS responded to the scene. She was rushed to hospital where she was pronounced dead about an hour later. Uh, The truck in question was followed by an off-duty police officer uh, who had stopped for the young girl to cross the road. Well, police arrested Stevenson, the driver of the truck, a short time later, just north of 107th Avenue near 108th Street. His blood alcohol content was 0.17. That's nearly double the legal limit of 0.08. Now, yesterday, the judge in the case accepted a joint sentencing submission from the Crown and defense of three and a half years behind bars. Stevenson will also be prohibited from driving for five years after he is released. Now, after the hearing, Chloe's father, Michael, shared his exasperation with the sentence. Three and a half years doesn't seem right. I know it wasn't intent and it wasn't murder, but it's still a loss of life. There's no deterrent. Three and a half years, that's that's why everybody drinks and drives. No one cares. And Chloe's father, Michael, went on to say that he was hoping that the case would have set a new precedent, but that didn't happen. Precedence was not set. We followed the status quo. I wasn't expecting a life sentence, but five, six, something. So something positive would come out of this. That, that precedent, precedent would have been set, and, and Chloe's death wasn't for nothing. So Sherry Arsenault has been fighting for stiffer sentences in drunk driving cases since her son Bradley and two of his friends, Cole Novak and Thaddeus Lake, were killed by a drunk driver in an absolutely horrendous crash in Beaumont almost nine years ago. She joins us now. Sherry, welcome back to the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much, Jalen. First first off, hard to believe that it's been almost nine years. Yeah, it's, uh, it's still... Um it feels like yesterday. I mean, I don't know how else to say it, but uh, it feels like yesterday. Your your thoughts on this sentence that was handed down yesterday, uh, three and a half years behind bars, five years prohibited from driving, your thoughts? Well, that's the exact same sentence that has been handed out for over three decades now. He was given three years and probably the half was for the part where he took off like a coward. It's this exact same sentence that they, it never changes. There's never any precedent set. It just absolutely never changes because our, our, our government refused to recognize this as a crime. They, they look at it as a tragic accident. 
Now, there, I mean, there, there were changes made to um, uh, the uh, the impaired driving rules. I think it was a couple of years ago, wasn't it, Bill C-46? And they said at the time it was aimed to make Canada's laws among the strongest in the world. And, and, and judges can, they have the leeway to hand down stiffer sentences. Uh, the maximum penalties for impaired driving causing death is life imprisonment. And we're yeah. not seeing that. No, um, not even close. Like, not even close. Uh, that bill that you're talking about, in that exact same bill, we had a mandatory minimum of five years for impaired driving causing death. And the current government pulled that out. And instead, they thought if we raise it from 10 to 14 years for those causing bodily harm, that's called being tough. But nobody, whether it's death or bodily harm, ever gets close to anything maximum. Okay, you know, and, and the question is, and it's over and over again, is is why? Is there this belief, Sherry, that um, the people who commit these crimes, who are drunk behind the wheel and kill someone, that they can be rehabilitated? Why 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 is it that someone who is dr- who is killed by a drunk driver, um, why is the sentence in these cases not the same as if someone was was let's say stabbed or or a gun being used? Is it, you know, do, does it go to intent? Well, that's the problem. I mean, it's 2020 now. I've been fighting this for darn close to nine years. Nothing ever changes because, you know, it's viewed as a tragic accident. And an accident is a lot different than a crime, except the weapon in this case is a 2,000-pound automobile with, a, you know, an impaired person behind the wheel. Uh-huh. They, they just seem to refuse. I mean, even our current UCP government uh, decided to decriminalize impaired driving. So, I mean, from what I can tell in the last eight years, we've done nothing but go backwards. You have, as you said, over the past nine years, have been fighting for change, for stiffer, uh, for stiffer penalties, or at least, and I mean, I mean, it's there. It can be done. There has to be the will of of, of lawyers and judges to do it. It just takes political will. It needs to be legislated, and and unfortunately, you know, our current federal government is kind of a soft on crime type of government. I was so close to having a mandatory minimum. That's what we need. We don't need maximums because they don't ever go anywhere near the maximum. We need a mandatory minimum to deter deter people from doing that in the first place. Yeah, and you, and you had said you were so close. You had been working with um, the, the, the previous uh, federal conservatives and Peter McKay on this. I, it was on, it was, uh, it was on the table. The bill was written, except it it's called died on the order table when, uh, uh. you know, the conservatives did not win the election. So I was so close. I was months, literally months away from it becoming law. And, uh, you know, now it's yeah. just uh, it's a patience game now. You, you know, I, I remember when... Um Jonathan Pratt was sentenced in in the case of of your son and and Thad and and Cole uh, a few years back now and, mm-hmm. and he was convicted of manslaughter right. if I remember which was rare that was rare it was that was rare, rare for that to happen um, and we, he ended up being sentenced to I think it was eight years and at that time 
that was a max that was the, the highest that we had seen is that not correct yes well it, i mean he, it was the only sixth time in canada that they were able to hold a manslaughter charge to this kind of crime and he was given an eight-year sentence but you know what's what's also so devastating is what all and also needs to be legislated what the sentence they're given and what they actually serve is another another yes. heartbreaking because uh, it's mandated to only serve two-thirds period and early parole starts at one-sixth of a sentence so in all the cases i've been to all the cases i've followed all the you know all the through all the tiers it's about nine months per child is all that's <laughs> ever actually served it's um it's heartbreaking no matter which way you look at it. it we, we need legislative change, period. So, you know, every time uh, we see a case, we see a case uh, like this and we see the sentence and everyone gets all up in arms. And you know what, Sherry, I call you up and we have the same conversation and it's like <laughs> pounding our heads against the wall. Um, and are, are you, have you made any headway with, with the current uh, federal government in, in pressing for change? No, I, I was in Ottawa twice uh, and, you know, they just, they, they turn a deaf ear to anything regarding this, just a complete deaf ear. Uh, you know, they claim they take it serious, but in fact, the two bills that they have written since have gone backwards. Mm. So, like I said, it's, it's viewed as a tragic accident. And, and I mean, I don't, I want people to understand, I have put myself in the shoes if I was the mother of, a, of an offender. I'm yeah. not saying yeah. throw the key away. I'm just saying we need sentences that fit the crime. Time that yeah. fits the crime. Yeah, you're not saying life sentence necessarily, no. but you talk about those mandatory minimums and let's hold them to it. I mean, I guess the question, you know, what is a child's life worth? Well, uh, you know? Yeah, I mean, the tears are behind our eyes for every waking moment for the rest of our lives when you lose a child or anybody for that matter. Yeah. What's it worth? I mean, it's... It, um, Chloe's father, Michael, was he hit the hammer right perfect when he said, yeah. no one cares. No one cares until the next one. But I'll tell you, every day there's three, four mothers in, in my painful shoes every single day in Canada. So and when you talk about those mandatory minimums, Sherry, did you say, I'm sorry, did you say five to six years? Is that what you would like to see? Well, what what we were, our, our goal was five years, but what was yeah. actually put in the bill before it was pulled out was six years. So, well, I mean, I was thrilled yeah. at that because remember, they only serve two-thirds and yeah, yeah. not if they're bad in jail. If you're good in jail, mm -hmm. you, you're on day parole at one-sixth of a sentence. So a person would have to get 20 years to even serve five years. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a whole other issue that I don't know if I ever get the energy up, maybe I'll <laughs> well, after that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, what, what do you, what do you know? As as I said, you know, we 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 get all up in arms and then we move along and you know we kind of let it slide until the next one. What what would you suggest that those people who are ticked off, the people that I see on social media, on Facebook, on on the post commenting on this about what BS the sentence is, what what do you want them to do? What should they do? Well, 
the best thing that they could do is is write their MP. In fact, I mean, I've written every MP because right now it's a Liberal government, so it's Liberal MPs in power. We don't have any of them in Alberta to write. So, I mean, you have to... You have to write that. It's the, it's only our politicians in legislation, in government, that can make a change. I don't think this current government will even look at it, will even reply to a letter, yeah. to be honest. But, you know, we just got to keep after it with the, with the politicians and those that, are, that have the power to make change. And the fight goes on, Sherry. The fight, the goes, fight on. goes on. And, and you know... <laughs> I'll I'll keep at it. I mean, I I'll keep at it until one day. One day, I'll I believe there will be change. I do. You know, it, it was it was something else to see. Um, I think some of the numbers from uh, the Thanksgiving weekend on the number of drunk driving charges that were laid. I think it was by sheriffs and RCMP. So not in the city. I'm not 100 percent sure. But over 200. There was like 250 yeah. uh, charges laid. I well, mean, it's still happening. There's simply no deterrent. There's no deterrent. If you currently right now in Alberta, if you get caught, it's a, a three month slap on the wrist and a thousand dollar fine. I mean, that's nothing. And there's no deterrent. You're back on the bar stool, as they say. And if you kill someone, if you kill someone and you plead guilty, <laughs> you'll, you'll serve less than a year. I, I guarantee you. I mean, there's court cases every day in Canada addressing this and people don't serve very much and and not only that it takes so long to come to a close because the lawyers look for every darn loophole they can find in an investigation of cases like this yeah it uh it takes uh takes a long time certainly to work its way through the courts sherry uh thanks for joining us this afternoon i always appreciate your time Oh, anytime, Jalen, and and I thank everybody out there who, who helps. And um, and yeah, just thinking about it, it, it helps me to know that people care. Well, and I just want to make sure people know too, especially going into the holiday season. Yeah. You know, we need to yeah. think about things all the time. But yeah, uh, let's that, let's keep this at the forefront yeah, my as heart, well. My heart breaks for um, Holly and Michael, the parents of Chloe. Yeah, it's it's heartbreaking. Just it's you know, it's heartbreaking. There's nothing more to say. It is. Uh, Sherry, thanks for this. I appreciate you. Okay. Thank you, Jalen. Keep your mask on. Yeah, I will. All right. Sherry Arsenault joining us this afternoon. Families for Justice has been fighting uh, for change for a very, very long time. And she says, you know, and, you know, I was thinking about this a lot today before this, before this interview. You know, if you are, you know, the spouse of the person charged or if you're the parent of the person charged, you know, you're, you're, you're probably wanting, you know, um, minimum as much as possible because because you 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 love that person you want to heal that person you want them to be able to move forward eventually but you also think you have to think about that that family that has has lost that person and i still just can't wrap my head around you know some of these these sentences and i look at you know two years or, or three years or in the case of you know the man that killed um sherry's son and two others you know, he was sentenced to um, eight years, and I think he's already, you know, got out on, on, on day parole. I mean, 
you take three lives and you get eight years. I just think that we do need to put in some more mandatory minimums. Is five years, is six years? Yeah, is it, is, is, nothing is going to bring these people back. But we need to do something that people realize that if they, if they do this, you know, and, you know, maybe you've been caught a couple of times before, like this fellow had been, the Shane Stevenson. Like, come on, when are, when are we going to learn the lesson? When are you going to realize, no, don't get behind a wheel after you've been drinking? When?